Good to be here. <clears throat> um, Pastor Greg uh, had talked to me a while ago, and uh, uh, we talked last week about doing it today. And uh, I always like to come here because, number one, I like to be with you guys. I just appreciate you so much. But the other thing was when we got talking about uh, what he kind of hoped I would share on, it was the very thing I spoke on last week at home at uh, Living Joy in McKenzie. So I felt pretty eager uh, to come and uh, be with you today. Uh, my wife uh, is unable to be here. She sends her greetings. Actually, this morning, uh, she and uh, Courtney's mom are going to be leading the service at home in McKenzie. So uh, I just appreciate, like you, those ones who step up and uh, look after things when, when I'm away. Uh, it's kind of neat as well to see Brad and Court here leading worship this morning. It's just like the old days in McKenzie. I just love these guys. Uh, yeah. So here we are. I want to talk to you about the Holy Spirit uh, this morning. But just before I do, I, I want to say, um, I was in prayer. We had a great time in prayer this morning. It's already been mentioned. But throughout the morning, I, I think uh, I, God's been just speaking to me. And I, the word that I have is this. It's like uh, outpost. And I had this picture of, you know in the Lord of the Rings, how the, the big castles? Huh? The awesome castles, not the dark castle, but the, the awesome castles. Uh, I had a picture just like that for you guys. And, and the word was, that you're an outpost. And an outpost is some place that's kind of out of the way, but all the people from around can go there for security, for safety, for whatever, physical things, uh, and in this case, spiritual things. So I want to just encourage you with that, that here you are in Prince George, and uh, God wants you to be an outpost. He wants you to be a place where people can, can look and, and have hope, can run to for safety and for encouragement and for strengthening and all of those things. And, and I believe that's his heart for you guys in this, uh, at uh, Gateway. So um, just receive that. Amen? Okay. Well, praise God. Let's get started. I, uh, I want you to just turn in your Bible to John 20. I left my glasses, I think, in my car, so bear with me. But I do have a new Bible that's got really big print, so that's cool. <laughs> okay, so, so here's the situation. Jesus, uh, uh, it's um, resurrection day. Jesus has risen from the dead. Being at verse 19, John 20. Oh, man. I'm having trouble. No? Why don't you, why don't one of you guys read this for me? Yeah. Nine? Go ahead. Here, I'll give you this. Just a minute. What verses did I say? 19 to 23. There you go. 
he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are restrained. Retained. Retained. You're now involved. <laughs> so Jesus appears to his disciples, and the first thing he says to them is, uh, peace be with you, and I think it's probably appropriate because he just appeared to walk through the walls kind of thing. <laughs> right? That'd probably give you a little bit of a freak out at that point, I would imagine. Um, but then he breathes on him and he says, receive the Holy Spirit. Now, now, what do you think? If Jesus were to show up right here and say that to us, do you think we'd receive the Holy Spirit if he said that? You better believe we would, right? And so that's what happened with these people, I believe. But what does he say next? And I'm not going to spend much time here. But he says, if you forgive the sins of any, they're forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they're retained. Now, I don't know about you, or how many times I've read that scripture and never dwelt on that particular part of it. But the other day I was like, oh, what does this mean? I'm not going to spend a lot of time here. I'm not going to try and build a case. I'm just, I'm just telling you. It seems to me that the, the first thing he's saying that, you know, is um, our, our first responsibility or ability or power or whatever um, when we receive the Holy Spirit is to forgive the sins of those who don't deserve forgiveness. And there's probably a lot that goes with that. Uh, and it's, it got, it, I'm thinking about it a lot, and I'm not, I haven't settled it in my own spirit, but one of the things I did think about was, was this, and I'm just going to share this with you. Like I said, I'm not going to build a case around anything here. But um, in Matthew 16, remember that's the, the scripture where Peter tells Jesus, you're the Christ, and he says, uh, you know, and on this rock I'll build my church and the gates of hell won't prevail against it. And... Uh, and he says, I have given you the keys to the kingdom, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And so, for me, that's one of the verses that I'm also kind of tying in with that and, and just trying to sort out where, where that all is going to end up. But pretty interesting. But anyway, just, just keep in mind that situation where Jesus said to his, his friends and his disciples, receive the Holy Spirit. Okay, Acts 1, verses 4 and 5. You should come up here so everybody can see you. <laughs> okay. Or not. Yeah, right on, come on. <laughs> and being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which, he said, you have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. That's awesome. Thank you. You can take my Bible. I'm going to get you to read more. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I know you're excited about that. Acts chapter 2, 1 to 4, as we're going to read next, okay? So Acts... Um, here he's saying to these guys, now these are the same guys that he had together in this room, and he said, receive the Holy Spirit, right? Yeah. 
And he's saying, don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. Don't leave Jerusalem. Don't leave Mackenzie. Don't leave Prince George until this happens. Um, you're going to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And then we're familiar with uh, Acts 1 verse 8 where he says, But you will receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You'll be witnesses for me, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth, right? Uh, and, and so it just seems this progression. Well, man, we just need to understand that the Holy Spirit is in every born-again believer, right? Is in every born-again believer. But it seems there's another experience for us. There's another experience for us. And uh, Acts 2, 1 and 4 tells the story of how the Holy Spirit came upon the people who were together in the upper room. And uh, why don't you just read that? Yeah, I mean, probably everybody here is familiar with that, but I love to read that, that story. That, that's so powerful. When the day of Pentecost had finally come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. You know what? I want to hear that sound. I want to hear it. You know, that when all the people came later on in the chapter, when everybody came to see what was going on, it wasn't because the people were speaking in tongues and acting drunk. It was the sound that they heard first that drew, got their attention. Man, don't you want to hear a sound from heaven? Just something that this whole city would hear? Can you imagine if everybody in Prince George heard this sound and just, what is that? I got to go and find out what that is. And it, they came rushing here because the Holy Spirit was just, doing whatever he does right here. How cool would that be? Friends, the Holy Spirit is in us. He's in me for my sake, and he's in you for your sake, but he comes upon us for the sake of others. He comes upon us for the sake of others. Um, now, it's interesting how things that we acquire in the Spirit can be given away, right? Um, Lisa is the person who has been working in our church as our secretary and administrative person and everything, and she's very tech-savvy. I am not. So she helps me with my phone and my computer and my iPad and all those things. And for, for example, she set up this thing on my phone where I can send or receive things by airdrop. You know what I'm talking about? Anybody know what airdrop is? Please? Either that or I'm going to feel really important because I know when you don't. <laughs> um, but here's the thing. I can accept or reject something that somebody tries to send me by airdrop, right? You don't, have to, you don't have to receive it. And I think sometimes that when it comes to the things of the Spirit that sometimes we reject what the Holy Spirit's trying to airdrop with, to us for whatever reason. And here's the other thing. We have the ability to give away what we've been given. We have the ability to give away what we've been given. Now, in Acts chapter 2, there were 120 people who were together in the upper room for 10 days, and the Holy Spirit just fell on them. It was a sovereign move of God. Uh, we can't say they weren't involved because they'd been praying together for that time. 
but it was a sovereign move of God where the Holy Spirit just came with something totally different than anything that had ever happened before. However, Acts chapter 19, if you could look up Acts chapter 19, verses 1 to 7. My lovely assistant is going to help me again. I know it's a new Bible, so it's hard to get the pages apart, right? Acts 19, 1 to 7. 1 to 7. Okay. And it happened while Apollos was at Corneth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus. I can't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Ephesus. And finding some disciples, he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, We have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, Into what then were you baptized? So they said, Into John's baptism. When Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him for... Believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Jesus Christ. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them. And before they spoke with tongues, oh, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Now the men were about twelve in all. Okay, so um, here we see that uh, these guys haven't even heard. They're born again, but they haven't even heard about the Holy Spirit, right? And, and what's Paul do? There's no theological debate about the Holy Spirit. They don't have six months of teaching about the Holy Spirit. He just lays hands on them. They receive the Holy Spirit, right? Come on. It's just so cool. I mean, it's just it's like that. That's the way it's supposed to be. And you see... We can't receive the Holy Spirit until we're born again. Um, In Mark 16, verse 17, um, here's what it says. These signs shall follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues, take up uh, serpents. If they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Friends, that's kind of the litmus test for us as believers. Now, now listen, this is not me saying, giving you a bad time if you're not doing all those things. Okay, don't, don't take it that way. This is me saying, they're giving away treasure down there. Get it and use it and have fun with it. Right? That's what it's all about. It, it's, we should be doing this stuff. He says, those who believe. Do you believe? Do, if you believe, that should be us. That should be us, right? We should be doing this sort of thing. 
You see, discipleship is not just about learning, although obviously learning is important. But remember Jesus sent out the 12, and then he sent out the 70? And, and um, they hadn't been with him for very long. Come on, he only, they're only with him for a total of three and a half years, and when he, who knows when they were sent out. Was it a year or whatever? I don't know. But they came back rejoicing. He sends them out to heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils. Right? And they come back rejoicing. Even the demons are subject to us. And they're celebrating and they're excited. They do all these miracles, right? And, and that's what we, as believers, are expected to do. Come on. That's, that should be us. That should be us. Right? Think about it. Just come back rejoicing. Or, or, never mind. You don't have to think about it. How many of you have just sat around with some friends talking about those God stories, right, where God did something incredible, some miracle took place, somebody got saved, somebody got filled with the Holy Spirit, somebody got healed, delivered, whatever it might be, a financial miracle took place. Isn't that the coolest thing? Man. And we, those are the kind of times that we should be having when we're together, right? You know, we talk about accountability quite a bit. Um, and, and I believe accountability is important, but I think we've turned it into something that isn't, isn't quite what the biblical thing for accountability is supposed to be. We, we've made it where we're accountable for our faults. And it's not supposed to be about whether I drink or smoke or cuss or do whatever, right? It's, it's supposed to be being accountable for using the gifts that God has given to us. 1 Timothy 4.14 says, Do not neglect, here's Paul writing to his uh, spiritual son, do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the eldership. And, and so we see that a gift was imparted to Timothy by the laying on of hands from the, um, the eldership. And, and there was prophecy that took place there too. And here he is, he's encouraging Timothy. He's not scolding him, he's encouraging him. In another place he says, Timothy, by the way, it's your job to stir up that gift. Right? You know, we, we, it doesn't matter how many conferences you go to. They're helpful. I get that. It's fun to go in places where lots is happening. But it's up to us to stir up the gift that God has deposited inside of us. We can't expect anybody else to do that, right? Um, John 14, verses 12 to 14. I should have prepared you. Sorry. This is terrible. I put her on the spot. She's probably sweating nickels right now. Just because she can't get the pages apart in my Bible. <laughs> uh, verses 12 to 14. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Most assuredly, assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me the works that I do, he will also do, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father, and whatever you ask in my name that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. 
Is that a powerful verse or what? Just think about that. Whatever we ask, you'll do. Um, that the Father would be glorified. Okay, so there's, a, there's always a purpose. There's a reason for that. So that you know, our Heavenly Father would be glorified. But I was talking with a friend um, not that long ago about those particular verses. And, and he was saying that, as he'd done some studying on it, the, the word ask there, uh, the implication is more about declare than it is about ask. And, um, I, and I understand. Don't, miss, don't, don't take this wrong. Don't hear what I'm not saying. I know that there's times when we ask. Jesus said, you, you, ha- you don't have because you don't ask. So there are times when we definitely are supposed to be asking, right? I understand that. But there's also times when Jesus expects us to do, right? Remember when he came down off the mountain? He was up there with uh, Peter and uh, John and James, and then they came down, and the other guys were trying to cast out a demon. And he said, well, why couldn't you do that? Because the expectation was that they would do it. They didn't have to wait for him to come. And, and so when we talk about declare, it's like be healed. When we had a, a guy a few years ago, uh, and he came from uh, Bethel. Ahab al-Hindi was his name. And, and uh, he, he was a good guy. But when, when he was kind of doing some teaching about healing and things, one of the things he said was just shortest prayer in the world. Be healed. Pain, go. You know? Sometimes we, we try to make it more about us and how much scripture we know. And, and, and I'm, please, I'm not against quoting scripture. That, don't, don't hear that as I said that. But, you know, we're supposed to stand up sometimes. And he's sending us to do these things. And yet we spend all our time saying, oh, God, if you'd only do this. He's saying, you do it. You do it, Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> you okay with this? Okay. So, um, we can't separate the gospel from power. Greg talked about um, the gospel this morning, and it's, and it's so good. But we can't separate the gospel from power. The gospel isn't just a good philosophy. It's not just a good idea. It, it's, the gospel is the power of God to salvation. That's what Paul says. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the power of God to salvation. And uh, Paul said another in um, Corinthians 4, he says, I didn't come with man's wisdom or eloquence of speech, but in a demonstration of the Holy Spirit and what? Power. Power. You know what's interesting today? Um, how many of you are Marvel fans or DC fans? You know, all the superheroes? Uh, no, nobody, everybody's got their hand like this. Nobody wants to go, yes, I am. I love those guys. Hmm? <laughs> So I won't even ask you who your favorite uh, superhero is. But, but here's all these superheroes, right? And, and come on, we love, well, I do. I love watching the movies and all that stuff. Anyway, it's hard to keep up nowadays. There's so many of them. But, um, but here's the thing. We have these superheroes with superpowers, but it's fiction. It's a story. It's a cool story, and it's fun to watch and all of that. But that's all it is. It's not true. We're the ones with the real power. We're the ones with the real power. We should have capes today. Hey, we should have capes. So everybody could put on a cape. Don't you remember being a kid, putting a towel around your neck and running around so the towel would blow up behind you like you're Superman? Don't tell me you never did that. What's that? A <laughs> sheet, yeah. But that's the thing, man. 
we should hand out, when you came through the door, we should hand everybody a cape. Not the tights. You don't have to wear the tight suit, okay? <laughs> you guys, the world's waiting for us to show up with our superpowers. Come on. In that impossible situation, they're waiting for us to show up with a superpower. Remember, here's the thing, just quickly. Three things. God is good. Jesus won absolute victory, absolute. And nothing is impossible. Right? And if we operate out of that spot, out of that, right? Just imagine. Man, what could be more fun than that? I just, I just want to tell you a couple of stories. Uh, when, I, when I travel, I like to listen to podcasts and things and, of course, read other stuff. And um, Lately, I've, I've heard some really neat things. There's, there's this uh, one guy I listened to, and he was telling about groups that they have in, in the United States, but in other countries, too. And these people are prophetic people, and, uh, uh, but it's turned out this way. They began to ask... God for just for downloads like words of knowledge about specific things and and then they would they would go to the police and it would be those kind of things where they would help the police find missing people and and now there's organizations like this in several countries around the world and and the police are aware of them and they call these guys up you know why they call them up because they've had success because there's been Times and places where these guys have been able to say, go here, do this, this is the one who did it, or that, you know what I'm saying, that kind of stuff. And so now they've got some credibility. And isn't that awesome? That's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. There's another group that I heard about, and I think these guys are in Bethel, but they, um, they're actually doing some training. You know how uh, Daniel had to interpret for Nebuchadnezzar? Remember when... Nebuchadnezzar wouldn't even tell anybody what his dream was. They had to tell, have to tell the dream and then give the interpretation. And these guys are doing that. And likewise, what's happening is government leaders are beginning to come to them with, with problems, you know, political problems and some personal problems and whatever it might be. And, and they're starting to have influence in these realms because of the supernatural ability that the Holy Spirit gives us to speak into people's lives. And if that can happen for um, governments and governors and presidents and kings, and can it happen for your neighbor or your family member? It's, it's just that way. That's what it's supposed to be. That's what it's supposed to be. <laughs> I'd love to, to set up in the mall sometime and just have a spiritual... I wouldn't call it a reading, but spiritual whatever, right? Where, come on and let's prophesy over these, get people together and just prophesy over people. Wouldn't that be good? I don't, there's nothing wrong with that either, by the way. That's not illegal. But it'd just be so good. So good. Okay, um, I want to, I think I'm basically done saying most of what I want to do, but I just want to challenge you to read Read John chapter 9, because with what I just was talking about there, if you want people to, 
to recognize and, and know about God and know about his love and his power. That ch- chapter 9 is such a good example. And I'll just give you a quick overview and then you can read it yourself and think about it. But it's the story of the guy who was born blind. And Jesus, he comes to Jesus and Jesus, you know, spits and gets the mud and puts it on his eyes. And the guy can see dimly and he tells him to go to the pool of Bethesda and wash and all that. And then he can see. <coughs> Excuse me. And afterwards, when he can see, all the people who knew that he's been blind since uh, birth, and the guy's probably in his 30s or 40s, they're amazed, as they should be. And eventually, the religious leaders even come around, and they want to know what's going on. They ask him, and then they ask his parents, <coughs> and then they ask him again. And the bottom line is they didn't want to believe it, right? And they get mad at him and, and everything, but he says, the bottom line is this, all I know is, I was blind, and now I can see. <laughs> Doesn't get any better than that, does it? I mean, what more do you have to say? Huh? And, and that's the aspect, I guess, to a, to a sense or a degree that, you know, that you and I can be operating in. We could have an invisible cape when you go to school. You can have an invisible cape when you go to work. You can have an invisible cape when you're, I don't know, what it is for fun with your friends or whatever. But you still got a cape, guys, because we're still all superheroes. Right? That's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. And, man, he just wants us to hear his voice. To, and we have to learn to hear his voice. How many of you understand that? Right? There, but, but if you don't try... Nothing will ever happen. Nothing will ever happen. I want to take a bit of time this morning just to, uh, uh, to pray. And um, maybe if uh, Brad and the, the band would just come back up. Are they around here somewhere? Somewhere. Yeah, there he is. Had a boy. And, uh, but, you know, Jesus said this in Luke. He said, uh, if... You being evil know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those that ask? So, what did we establish here today? Number one, you've got to be born again to receive the Spirit. Right? So, if there is anybody here and you have never made a, a deliberate, conscious decision where you said, I- I'm going to follow Jesus. I-, I need Jesus in my life. Now would be the time to say yes to that. You've been listening to these stories and saying, wow, that is so crazy, that's so amazing. And it is, but it's true. And it's for all of us. It's not just for a select few. It's for all of us. And so I just want to encourage you, if there's anybody here, and and for the first time you just want to say, I need to follow Jesus, I want Jesus in my life, I'm going to trust Jesus with my life, just put up your hand. Okay, so I'm assuming then, aha, everybody's done this at some point before, yeah, Okay. All right. So then, do you want more of the Holy Spirit? So good. So I, I think, and I understand that COVID makes things interesting. Don't you, do you remember, how many of you remember the days when uh, there'd be services and, the, you know, what we would call the altar, the front of the church would just be lined up with people. Greg even alluded to it. 
Some people kneeling, some people standing with their hands up, some people crying, some people just laughing and rejoicing. Um, people asking for forgiveness and, and others asking for the Holy Spirit and just all of those things. And it, you know what? That still works. So here's what I'm going to say to you this morning. If you want personal ministry, in other words, if, if you want someone to actually come and pray with you, and, and it might, you know, uh, we're, we're doing this specifically about the Holy Spirit right now, but there could be something else too. Maybe you need a touch from God of healing. Maybe, maybe you have another issue that you need prayer for. But if you, don't, if you want somebody and you're not against somebody coming and actually being close to you and praying for you, then come right here. And that would be true about receiving the Holy Spirit. And, and let, listen, when I say about receiving the Holy Spirit, let's just do this with no expectation. It isn't going to look a certain way. Okay? We're just going to let the Holy Spirit do what He wants to do and receive what He has for us. Right? Right? I mean, that, that's what it's about. We don't, come with, we don't put our idea on, on Him. We'll, we'll just go with what He wants. So if anybody wants that, where they want somebody to actually be with them, just come to the here right now. And otherwise, if you want just a touch from the Holy Spirit, maybe, maybe you want to be filled for the first time, or maybe you just want the Holy Spirit to come upon you for that anointing, would you just stand? Just stand. Yeah. So prayer team, um, just... For the people who do come here, if you'd be ready to come and minister to them, that would be awesome. And you know who you are. I can't. I don't know who you are exactly. <laughs> but uh, for, for the rest of us now, so if, if you want personal ministry, just come right here. Come right here right now. Don't wait. Thanks a lot. You're awesome. And for the rest of us, let's just get in a position where we can receive. And there's nothing magic about that when I say that, but... We understand that physical obedience brings a spiritual breakthrough, right? So some of you might want to kneel. There might be others who are content standing and raising your hands. Some of you may, may stand there and put your hands out like this, because if I offered you 10 bucks, you'd put your hand out. I'm ready. To give, me, give it to me, right? So personally, that's what I like to do. I put my hands out, but it's up to you how you do that. But let's just begin to ask the Holy Spirit to come. Just Holy Spirit, come. We know you're here, but we want more of you. We want your manifest presence, Holy Spirit. We want a touch from you. We want to be filled with you. We want to just, we want to be immersed by you. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Yes. Come, Holy Spirit. 